from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is the retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not saying you've got to work with a fiduciary, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. Hey guys, on this episode of the Retirement Matters Show, I want to bring to you our most recent radio show, a clip of that show that takes place right around when the market is just hitting an all-time low. This week of the episode, we've actually seen the market decline by as much as 4%, and it's just a really scary time to be invested. So what I talk to you about in this show is how we can value stocks, how we can value companies, and then ultimately be able to tell if we have a stock that's overpriced or underpriced. And what we're seeing is a lot of times retirees are holding on to stocks because they don't understand exactly what it means uh, about valuing a stock. They may be holding on to stocks that are way overpriced, even in their current state of a sell-off, believing that that money will come back. And while it is very important to understand that the market does come back, We see a lot of times where a retiree is holding on to this money in a place and a time where they don't have the time or the ability to allow it to come back. So we believe at RD Smothers Wealth Management in generating income for your retirement. We talk about paychecks and playchecks. And just because the market is in an all-time low at this point in time while this radio show is being cut, I don't believe that a retiree should just wait and see. I don't believe that a retiree or someone who is close to retirement should just take what the market gives them. Because if you're two years or less away from retirement, there are ways for you to safeguard principal while also establishing the income that you need in retirement. On this show, we talk about valuing stocks and and why it's important to know the true value of a stock. What is an acceptable valuation and what have we seen these valuations get to? We use a really cute example of a lemonade stand where uh, an individual and his granddaughter go out and start a lemonade stand. You're going to enjoy that. It's close to the end of the show. Go ahead and listen to that if you don't listen to anything else. And then I want you to understand that there will come a day where you're no longer willing to or wanting to sell lemonade. You're not necessarily looking for your account value to grow as much as you are looking for it to generate you income. When that time comes, your investment strategy must be different. And if that time is close for you, I think it's wise to go ahead and start adjusting your retirement account portfolio right now. So without further ado, I want you to listen to the show and I hope you get something from it. If you do, go ahead and like or subscribe to our show and give us a good, honest review. So let's get to this episode of the Retirement Matters podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about lemons. Uh, We've heard it said before that if life hands you lemons, make lemonade. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about lemonade. But it's probably not in the context that you're imagining. I'm going to use a lemonade stand as an example on what is going on in this market. And I hope that you can understand why it may make sense for you to go ahead and move something into an income account 
if you are close to retirement. I'm, I'm really wanting to get one point across to you, and that is do not consider yourself too late to make a move just because the market is down. If you're within a year or two from retirement and you are needing this money for income or you have money that you do not want to continue losing money in the next two to three or four years, do not think that you are too far down to make some moves. Depending on where you are, it may still make sense to make a move even in a market that has recently seen a sell-off. We'll talk a little bit more about that by using this analogy of a lemonade stand. I think you're going to like it. Until we get there, though, I do want to talk to you real quick about a couple of things. Uh, First of all, man, we had a really amazing turnout at our last Better event. That's Bacon, Eggs, Toast, and Retirement. That was about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. And we had such an amazing response from that. And we've had so many people calling to say that they wanted to come to the next one that we're actually holding another one. And we're going to hold that on the 30th of July, I do believe. The 30th of July, this is not even public knowledge yet. We haven't started to market this. But the 30th of July, we are having another BETR, Better Event. It's BETR, Bacon, Eggs, Toast, and Retirement. The Better Event is designed to help you retire better. And it truly is designed to teach you and educate you if you have money right now. It's not really for someone who's just starting out. I'll be honest with you. It's not for a 20 or 30 or maybe even a 35 or 40-year-old. It's more inclined for those 50-plus-year-old individuals who have money. They are seeing their money be erased by the stock market, and they're really concerned with what's going on and how do they make sense of this. How do we retire better? In today's market, how do we make sure that our market is not taking our retirement? So we really want to just kind of start to talk about that and and think about what that means. And, and, you know, the better event is designed to bring up a lot of questions. You walk away from there being able to take something away from that event, most likely, and apply it to your own situation. We had a very good response, a very good turnout last time that we were able to hold that event in our lobby. We're going to do it again in our lobby here at R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, which is right across the street from the big dog. What we do at R.D. Smothers Wealth Management is help you retire well. We help you retire better. And so we're playing on words just a little bit. B-E-T-R is how we're spelling it. Bacon, eggs, toast, and retirement. We will feed you a delicious catered breakfast from the one and only Druthers. Druthers will be bringing that breakfast over, and we'll get that started right around 10 o'clock. We'll eat for a few minutes and then take about 45 minutes of just talking. And the last time, I think people got a lot of really good information about it. It's it's informal. It's not you know a sit-down and lecture-style event. It's very much a Q&A if you have some throughout the event and interactive. If you've heard me on this radio show before, you know that I like to use visuals. I like to use analogies, I like to use stories, and there's a lot of that in this better event. So if you're interested, give us a call, 270-600-PLAN. Again, it's July 30th at 10 o'clock. That's about six weeks away. So we're starting a little earlier this time. Last time we had people who, for some reason, didn't know it was going on until a week before. So we're going to start six weeks in advance. We'll be on the radio talking about it. You'll hear about it on some advertisements, probably see it in the newspaper, and then, of course, Facebook and our website. 
And my last piece of housekeeping for today, I want to tell you about our podcast. We are starting to get really good podcast guests lined up. We've got about, actually, I think we're on 100th episode now, our 100th episode of the podcast. It's been going on for about two years. We traditionally will turn every radio show into a podcast. And then what we do is have occasional guests that come in or occasional guests that we will jump on the internet with and have an interview. This is going to be a really good year of podcast guests. I'm looking forward to the next six months of podcast guests. We have people lined up that are from, you know, everything from motivational speakers to financial experts. And we're going to be bringing a lot of insight on how you can save a little more money, plan a little bit more efficiently, or live a little bit happier in your life. That's the goal of the Retirement Matters podcast. If you're hearing this on the podcast right now, you already know about it. But if you're not, if you're hearing this on live radio, I want to make sure that you're aware that you can find the Retirement Matters podcast by typing in the Retirement Matters podcast or the Retirement Matters show on any of your podcast listening devices, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, even going to YouTube and looking that podcast up. So we would love for you to be on there. We'd love for you to subscribe. We'd love for you to give us an honest review on the show and what you think about it, how you like it, and shoot us an email if you're listening. If you're not a part of our newsletter, you can do that by giving us a call at 270-600-PLAN. Jump on our newsletter. Email us at contact at rdswealth.com. Contact at rdswealth.com. If you shoot us an email, let us know that you want to be on the weekly newsletter. We do provide a lot of insight. We ask a lot of questions. We ask how you're doing. We make sure that you are comfortable in this market. If you want a second set of eyes on your retirement account, we would love to help you. 270-600-PLAN. All right, let's jump right into this show. I've got about, let's see, 14, 15 minutes here. To get through this information, it's a very heavy lift, and I want to make sure that you understand it. I think if you don't understand how a stock is valued, it's going to be really difficult for you to understand anything that goes on in the stock market. So let's do this, a crash course on how a stock is valued, and let's do it in about two minutes. Does that sound good? How do you value a stock? Well, I want you to think about something that you possess right now. I I don't care what it is. Look down at your wrist if you're wearing a watch. Look at your phone if you are looking at a phone. I want you to think about, or a computer if you're looking at a computer. Look at your car if you're in a car. How in the world is something like that valued? Where does the value come from? I believe that right away you could think of, well, how much does it take to make this particular device? And that makes a lot of sense whenever it comes to the, you know, the, the, the basis of what something is valued at. If you're looking at a pen, it's pretty much valued at how much it takes to make that pen. However, if you're looking at a iPhone, it's not just about the components that make up the iPhone and the price that those components cost as much as it is about the intellectual property inside of that iPhone, the technology, the the coding, the mechanisms that are there that someone has to be paid for, the... Um, you know, the ins and the outs, the apps that are in that phone. When you look at your watch, it's not as much about how much each cog costs you. It's, you know, maybe directly tied to the number of hours it takes for the watchmaker to sit down and hand pick the cog and hand place the cog. I get that. But at the end of the day, you're also paying for the name that's on the watch. 
Someone has to be paid. So how do you value things like a stock? All right, everybody buckle up because we're about to go really fast. And I hope you get at least a little bit of this. Let me tell you about something called book value. First of all, one way to value a company is book value. And that's by taking everything that a company owns, minusing all of its liabilities or all of its debt on that asset, and then possessing a value. So you now have the book value of the company. Let's say that a company has a lot of debt on its assets, and at the end of the day, its book value is only worth $1,000. It's a $1,000 company. A $1,000 company. It's a really small company, most likely, right? Or it's got a ton of debt. But let's assume that that company it produces something, and at the end of the year, it has a million dollars in earnings. A million dollars in earnings. Well, now we're talking about a different value. That is an earnings value or a earnings multiple value. So the book value would say that company's worth a thousand dollars. Let's do a real quick price per share example on that. How do we decide what each share should be worth? If we're doing it based off of book value and we had a hundred shares outstanding, the book value is a thousand dollars. What should each share be worth? Well, it should be worth ten dollars. If you guessed that or you had that in your head, perfect. Ten dollars a share, a hundred shares outstanding, thousand dollar company. But that's going off of its book value. If that same company again generates a million dollars in earnings, do you think that a share of that company is really going to sell for ten dollars? No, of course not. At that point in time, someone would value that company differently. And maybe, maybe they would say that this company is worth three times its earnings or 3x earnings. Three times its earnings would make that company now worth $3 million. The same 100 shares outstanding on that company would mean that to buy a share, a single share of that company, you need to put down $30,000. Why? Because someone out there has valued that company as a $3 million business. Not a $1,000 business, but a $3 million business. It's only 100 shares outstanding. To access one of those, you have to bring $30,000 to the table. Now, for the sake of time and to make sure that your eyes don't glaze over, I want you to think about this type of book value versus an earnings multiple value. And there are many ways to value a company. But the earnings multiple value is what I want to really hone in on today. Not many companies that are traded in the stock market, as a matter of fact, I can't actually think of one that would be traded in the stock market today that is actually valued on book value. Most of them are some sort of earnings multiple. And here's what I want you to understand A lot of those earnings multiples are not three times, they're not five times, they're not ten times. At the height of 2021, we saw earnings multiples as high as 40 times earnings. 40 times earnings. Which means that that company that is so leveraged it only has $1,000 of equity... If it produced a million dollars worth of sales, someone out there, some knucklehead thought, ah, that company's worth $40 million. Now, I want you to realize that's a very overpriced stock. It's a very overpriced stock. But someone out there felt as if it was valuable. 
Now, what we see is a lot of times in these bubbles that form is not anyone out there really buying anything off of fundamentals. Rather, they are buying off of emotion or technicals. Now, we won't get into all the technicals of technical trading because that would really bore everyone. But I do want you to realize that the earnings multiple got as high as 40 times on some of these well-known household name stocks. And today, they're down to 20, 25, or 30 times earnings. We've taken a 25, a 30%, a 40% haircut on some of the biggest well-known stocks, even as high as a 50% price reduction in the stock value on some of our very well-known household name stocks. But does that mean that the stock is not worth as much as it was Uh, let's say, six months ago? Probably not. What that means is somebody finally went back to the fundamentals. And that's what we're seeing in today's market. Now, let me me give you one more illustration quickly, and then I want to talk to you about why this matters to you. Let's assume that you and your grandchild decide you're going to go out and start a lemonade stand. And this lemonade stand makes $100 in the first weekend. You're going to make this lemonade for three weekends. Let's just say it's because the fair is in town. You've set up this perfect location for the next three weekends. You are making lemonade. And you know you're going to do well because there's a lot of people coming by. And let's say this first weekend you put out the lemonade stand, you make 100 bucks. By the time you have paid for everything that you've that you've taken to make the lemonade, the table, everything that you've set up, the sign, you profit $100. Next weekend you come out and somehow someone knows that you made $100. Let's assume that you published it out there. Hey, this lemonade stand made $100. And the next thing you know, we've got a stranger walking up to you who says, I will pay you $4,000 for this lemonade stand. I'll pay you $4,000. And you look over at your granddaughter, and she's just not ready to sell. She's just having a really good time. And you say, no, no, sir, I think, I think we're okay. We're going to be all right. Let's, let's just hold on to it. And the next person that comes up says, I'll give you $4,200. That's $4,200 for a lemonade stand that made $100. What is that? That's 42 times earnings. 42 times earnings. They're going to pay you 42 times earnings to sell your business, and you say no. Now, you might say no for a whole lot of different reasons. Maybe you're just not ready to stop making lemonade, or maybe maybe you think someone's going to come and offer you 50 times earnings. Maybe someone's going to offer you $5,000, but for whatever reason, you say no. And then, on the last weekend, you're about to wrap up the show, and someone comes to you and says, I'll pay you $2,000 for your lemonade stand. Are you going to say no? Really? Are you really going to say no? Are you going to just sit down and say, oh, I'm not giving that business away for $2,000. Someone just offered me $4,000. I would say if you do that, you're not thinking logically. Now, what does that mean? Well, here's the thing. Right now, we've just seen a very similar situation take place in the market. We went from a 40 times earnings stock position to now a 20 times earnings stock position in a lot of our major stocks. And we've got a lot of people who are just saying, I'm not selling in this low point. I want to tell you something. We may be a really long time getting back to where we were. We may be a very long time getting back to where we were. We had a lot of stocks that were at all-time highs. And I'll be honest with you, I wish so bad that we had sold them all at 40 times earnings. 
But just because they're down to 20 or 25 or 30 times earnings right now, that doesn't make them a bad time to sell. A lot of times you're still taking a profit, a substantial profit. And if you don't take it and you're close to wrapping up this show, you're close to retirement, you may not ever see that valuation come back. As a matter of fact, the next person that offers you may offer you one or two times earnings. And then what? I want you to think about this. How much longer will you be making lemonade? How much longer will you be working? How much longer will you be saving? How much longer will you be investing until you need this for income? And if you are close to that date, go ahead and really consider what the market's giving us now. Because I cannot tell you that five years from now, we will be higher than we are today. I think we will. I hope we will. But I can't tell you we will. And if you're close to two years from retirement, if you're close to only two years from stopping the lemonade stand, by all means, be sure you're looking at the valuations today. If they still are crazy high, take the sale. What do we do with the money? Well, we position it for income. We position it for income. If you have a lemonade stand right now that is still offering you 20 to 25 times earnings, you may want to sell. And how do you know if it's 20 to 25 times earnings? Well, you can do some research. If you can't do it, give us a call. We can help. 270-600-PLAN. We would love to help you because there will come a day. I'm 100% sure. I don't know if it's within the time frame I'm talking about, but if it is, you need to be making some sort of decision because there will be a day when you stop making lemonade. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RD Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. RD Smothers is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by RD Smothers Wealth Management. Thank you.